only thing we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline Read. in the dollar is It's a late rally on Wall Street. It's too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Casey Smith and Jennifer Thomas. And you're right. What up, fam? Still, still going with the what up, fam. Huh? Oh, Had dude, to die I, off. I'm, I'm uh, probably the... I, I am woke. Listen to this. The, there's Jennifer. See there? Uh, if, uh, if I can be woke, she can be woke. Hey, we're all that? woke. There you go. Uh, I'm mean, lucky I'm to be to, awoke. I'm trying to. Yeah. It's nap time for it's, me. That's right. Really it's about so to say it's after lunchtime. It's, yeah. There you go. No, I'm I'm trying to be the, the hippest non-millennial around. Um, and how's know, that got, working for Not you? well. I mean, I got... <laughs> I got uh, cuffs in my pants, but uh, my black socks don't complement it well. I mean, I could wear sandals. Or cuffs in or out? Well, you see, everybody's walking around look like they got capri pants on. Yeah. Yes, but it's Men, not a women, true cuff. It's they not a cuff roll. though. They're no. just like. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing. It's <laughs> yeah, rolled I twice. I don't know. See there? See, See how what happens you is are, and I'm, you're a millennial. I'm, I'm so unhip that it, I got cuffs. Check me out. <laughs> you do. Yeah, and no, no socks. I'm, I'm coming. No, no socks. Never, yeah. never, never any socks. A sock. Not in the summertime. It's too hot. Well, I get that, man. If I didn't wear socks, my feet would stink like nobody's. Well, I'm business. not taking my shoes off, so. Yeah, I'm sure okay, she'll love me. Okay, we need to get this. into the financial support. <laughs> oh, this is a financial We have show. derailed already. Yeah. Anyway, all right, enough hipness. Yep. Let's uh, talk about what we came here to speak on, and that is financial markets and all things uh, financial, economic, whatever. So. This week, the S&P 500 uh, gave us very little, negative 0.04%. I bet you were wrong on your, your call last week then. Uh, well, yeah, I was uh, the same old broken record. I always say the market's going to be up. You know why? Because more often than not, it is. I mean, it's probably the easiest forecast to ever make and be more correct than you generally are when you try real hard. I don't know who was on the show last week. Was it Michael and Shauna? That was. Did either of them say flat? No. No one ever says flat except Bill Laco. Well, it's pretty pretty close to flat. It really is. This is about as close as you get to flat. I think one week, one week in the last two years, we did have a flat week. It's very rare that you see that. Consumer staples this week were up 1.58%, the big winner. Uh, materials, information technology, and utilities followed close behind. Um, if you look on the other end, energy lost 3.06%. Communication services was down 1.04%. And real estate had a little life squeezed out of it, 0.72% negative. So uh, not huge uh, not huge returns. Uh, you look at year-to-date um, S&P 500 is up almost 21%. Who would have thought we'd be there, you know, given, if you given have, what You would have seen. asked me on December 26th, oh, or yeah. actually, I guess December 26th was a big update, right? Was a, yeah, it was a bit of a rebound. Up, uh, about like 1,000 points or something like that on the Dow. Right, um, yeah. But prior to that, Two days before Christmas that, Eve, 24th, I would have said, no way, would be right. up 20%. Yeah, it was... Uh, 
that was the end of our almost 20% loss uh, in the fourth quarter of 2018 that you're yeah. referring to. Uh, if you look at what's been going on year to date, again, 20.91% on the S&P 500. Information technology up 31.93%. Uh, consumer discretionary is up 26%. Real estate, another big winner, 22.74%. Nothing is negative. The worse it gets, healthcare which has been in that basement seat for a little while now, uh, is up 8.35%. So. Yeah, we, we continue to see this divergence between kind of the more growth-oriented sectors and the more, I guess, value or, or more stable sectors like right. healthcare and consumer staples and things of that nature. At some point, wouldn't you think that would have to fix itself? I mean, we don't expect value to be down forever do we? No. If you look over the last 12 months, too, and this would include that uh, 20%, almost 20% decline uh, that you were just referencing, uh, S&P 500 is up 8.65%. The biggest winner, utilities, which is one of those clear value, uh, high dividend payout type of uh, sectors. Real estate, another one that's uh, big on the payout. In fact, for a REIT, it's uh, the law that they have to pay out 90% of their earnings. Yeah. Um, and consumer staples, the three biggest uh, value-type plays in the market are all uh, 19% or better in the last 12 months, while the overall market is up 8.65%. And the only negative in that measure is uh, energy that's lost 14.3 percent energy is a is kind of its own animal yeah especially yeah, now there's there's a lot going on it's a managed market is sure. about the best way we can so say you view that. those as more like your um defensive type positions they so are. they're going to do better in a down market overall than they are right which makes and, makes complete sense we had that big downturn in the fourth quarter last year and and you see the three sectors that are at the top that are all you know close to 20 percent returns over the last 12 months right which includes that 20 percent down period nearly 20 percent down period in the fourth quarter of last year right and it's it's pretty logical as as to why that might be if you think about it utilities most people are going to do what they can to keep the lights on at home uh, real estate, most people are going to pay their rent. These are all basic things. Mm-hmm. They're not discretionary monies. Uh, consumer staples, another one of those things. You're still going to buy ketchup. That's right. Ketchup and toothpaste and paper butter. products. Yeah, yeah, all those are, are going to fall squarely into that consumer staple space. And, um, you know, and it doesn't hurt at all. Uh, when you've got low interest rates and these companies generally pay out a pretty uh, attractive dividend. Yeah. Uh, so you and know the expectation if interest rates continue to decline, which is kind of what the, the Fed is projecting. We haven't gotten interest rates yet, but you would expect those sectors to be poised to to do well, just even if for no, no other reason than people looking for yield. Right, uh, Casey. I'm glad you brought that up. I I was looking this morning at uh, the probability of an interest rate cut, and it's it's well over 90 percent that we're likely to see. Uh, interest rates fall at least 25 basis points. In July? In, In July. Okay. It is 54% probability that we will see a 50 basis point cut, according to what the, the options market is telling us this week. So explain that to me, because we've gotten pretty good economic data this week and the last couple of weeks. 
um, that would give you some indication that the Fed may at least hold off on any interest rate cuts for the time being. Sure. Why the urgency to cut with the data that's coming back so Well, strong? if you listen to what the Fed's telling you, Number one, you know, there there is some weakening. We see uh, earnings, which we've we're about 10% in the earnings season, with a 0.54% gain uh, in in earnings. Growth is is very muted. Um, one of the other measures that we use uh, to determine growth is inflation. Uh, inflation is a factor of growth. Uh, usually, if you have uh, significant economic growth, uh, it it causes prices to go up. Um, but we're not seeing much of that at right. the moment. A lot of the, the inflation we've seen lately is from uh, from those non-core pieces, food and energy. Right. Uh, you know, you strip it out and the, the core goes down instead of up, which is kind of strange, um, or up instead of down in this case, Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, which is a bit strange. Um, but, uh, I mean, the market is near all-time highs, and yet the the – Market believes that the Fed will cut, and and a lot of it is because of the language the Fed has used recently, uh, that they're going to be as as supportive of economic growth as possible. And I guess if there's if there's really no inflation, then uh, I guess there's not much harm in cutting at least a little bit. But is there any? Do you think that anything has to do with the the yield curve being still a little bit? inverted on the well on the shorter end anyway if the one you know the anything inside of like one to three months i guess is longer than the 10 year or is higher than the 10 year in terms of yield yeah and you know honestly i've been reading a good bit of information lately and and basically what you have to think of with the yield curve is this is the market's expectations market meaning me and you on average as investors we drive the yield curve to some degree You're giving us a lot of power there Troy. well you and i drive the as, market i didn't know as that. a group i mean you and i are part of this jennifer you too probably more you than out. the rest of us okay. yeah cool. yeah all of us anybody that's an investor all the woke folk the woke all of us woke people <laughs> Anyway, uh, so what the what the market actually reflects is the expectations of investors, and those institutional investors are going to make more of an impact than the retail investors, obviously, because they have uh, more more money in the market, more invested. So um, what you're seeing is these probabilities that that are in the options market are also reflected in the yield curve, the Treasury yield curve. So basically. What they expect is six months from now, yields on that three month are going to be lower than they are on the three month today. Yeah. So, you know, if if you look, concentrate really more on the short maturity end of the the yield curve, it's it's actually a bit of a better indicator of recessions to come than that 10 minus two that we've looked at for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, that that kind of gets us. Uh, back to the question, why would people think the Fed's going to cut? Well, the Fed's more or less given us that indication. Yep. So anyway, let's uh, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll have a dog of the week and uh, answer some financial questions. Might even talk about a few other financial situations. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. 
The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.